Welcome to the Fairview Baptist Church Discipleship Podcast. This is a resource designed to help the covenant members of Fairview Baptist Church carry out our mission to make disciples of Jesus Christ. I'm your host, Joshua Johnston, and today I'm joined once again by Jared Sneed. And today we're also joined by a special guest, Mike Heelan. Welcome. Thank you. Now, Mike, you are not necessarily a new member here at Fairview, Uh, But I have to say, uh, much of your time has come during the COVID season, and so I imagine that there are quite a few people who don't know you. So will you briefly introduce yourself to us? Well, first of all, thank you, uh, Joshua and Jared, for allowing me to be a part of uh, this podcast. And uh, I started uh, talking to Jared some time ago about worship because it's very, very important to me. Uh, The Lord uh, made me his child when I was a child at a young age. And uh, in my teen years, I felt God's hand upon me, calling me to full-time ministry for him. So I've spent my entire life serving him uh, in church and in Christian ministry. Uh, My first uh, my first desire was to serve God in the church, in church music. And so I have um, two degrees in music. Uh, the first degree was in uh, in church music, specifically church music and church administration. And then the second one, a master's in music education. Um, so even though I spent an awful, an awful lot of time as well in school administration, which God uh, put me into, I've, I have devoted a great deal of my life to worship, and it's so important to me. So thank you for le- allowing me to be a part of this uh, discussion today. Yeah, we're, we're definitely excited to have you. Uh, I always appreciate the sincerity in which you talk about your love of God. Now, today, uh, we're going to begin a series talking about worship. Now, I imagine if we were to go around and to survey the church and, and, and ask them, uh, what is worship? We would probably get a variety of responses back. Um, some might look at worship as a, more of a, a holistic thing, while others might uh, point towards a particular act on a Sunday morning. And so, considering that we are made to worship... Uh, it's probably important that we have a right view of worship. And so, Jared, would you start us off by answering why we are talking about worship on this podcast? Uh, well, we're talking about worship uh, for a few episodes because it is it is so central to who we are as humans. Uh, like you just said, we were made to worship. Um, and I think it is very easy for us to get caught up in routine and just the normalcy of of everyday life. And so, even in our church life, we can sometimes uh, forget that at our very core, we are beings who worship. Um, And so, before we even talk about what worship is, uh, I think it's good that we we sort of back up and we talk about why we worship, um, why it is that we are made for worship. Well, Mike, uh, would you start us off then by answering that question? Why do we worship? Well, we don't worship in order to make us feel good, that's for sure. In fact, worship is not about us at all. Ultimately, we worship because of the glory of God. Uh, He's the only one. Think about that. He is the only one who is really worthy of worship. And we know this because He's revealed Himself in the Scriptures. His character and His deeds, they all demand that uh, we worship because of His worthiness. In fact, worship 
and worthiness are related in their etymology. Uh, the word worship comes from worthiness or worth. Psalm 29 verse 2 says, Ascribe or give, ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Notice the word due. It is due his name. There is glory and honor that is due to God because of who he is and what he does. The rest of that psalm goes on to describe some of what God has done. He's created everything. He controls everything in creation. And he provides what creation needs. The Bible reveals that God is love. He is, he is so good. He's forgiving. And he's abounding in steadfast love. That, that wonderful Hebrew word, said which means that God loves his, loves his people with a very special love. He is just and will not let the guilty go unpunished, but he desires that no one should perish. So he acts according to his character and provides a way for us to be saved from the wrath which is due to our sins. For all these deeds, he's really worthy of worship. And by the way, he alone is worthy of worship. Uh, any other being who uh, garners worship or asks to be worshipped, we would think that would be the height of hubris, uh, the height of self-centeredness. But because God really is worthy, he alone is the one, not only is due worship, he alone is the one who has a right to expect worship. So all worship, then, should be God-centered, not man-centered, but God-centered God-focused. It is about Him, not us. Remember that when we sing on Sunday morning that we are doing this not for us, not to feel good, but we are doing this to bring glory to God. When we worship, it is about Him, and that is glorifying to Him. Mm, that's so good. Uh, our worship truly is all about God. That is so important. And so if we don't start there with the glory of God, God at the center of our worship, then we end up making our worship really about us and not Him. Mm. Now, Jared, the one thing uh, you said is that God created everything and provides for His creation. How does that shape our understanding of worship for God's glory? Yeah, so, um, so God created us, and it means that He has authority over us. So we are... His possession, and that idea right there, like nobody hardly thinks about that, that we are someone else's, some other being's possession. <laughs> so we are not our own. That alone, if we were to really think about that and meditate on that, I think that would radically change the way we view worship. So he's, He has authority over us, and that means He, he can command us uh, and so he has actually commanded us to worship him, and he commands it uh, because he's worthy, but also because that's actually what is best for us. So there's a quote that says that our good is his glory, or another way is uh, the famous quote from John Piper that says, God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. So God has created us for this. And this is actually our highest purpose as humans to worship God. And God is actually very uh, zealous for his own glory. Um, and that's actually good news for us because it's what is best for us. So think about this. He, he's created, he created Adam and Eve when there was 
when there was no sin. And he says, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. So think about if sin never came, what would the end of that command look like if that command was obeyed? That means that the whole earth would be full of worshipers, of people worshiping the Lord. But then sin did come. And so then God works a way through the gospel of Jesus to reconcile people to himself. And then by the Great Commission, Matthew 28, 18 and 20, he tells everyone he tells his disciples to go make disciples of all nations. So if that command is obeyed, what's the result of that? Well, it would be an, an, a world full of worshipers. So we end up seeing the same goal. Uh, at the very beginning of the Bible and in the Great um, Commission right there. And so, worship is the reason we exist. And every everything else then falls underneath that. Uh, God has commanded us lots of things in the Bible. <laughs> um, and so, what ends up happening is that everything He commands falls under the umbrella of worship. So, then our discipleship becomes part of worship our evangelism becomes part of worship, our prayer, our Bible reading, missions, the way that we love one another and care for one another, all of this, our service, uh, all of this becomes, uh, is underneath worship. And so, since God has commanded it and commanded all of these things, when we obey Him, we are worshiping Him, and that is truly glorifying to Him. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, absolutely. So, our worship is so much more than just uh, one activity or one particular time uh, in the middle of a service on a Sunday morning. Uh, It is really should be all aspects of our life. Uh, You referenced um, um, that our good is His glory, and also uh, that John Piper quoted this. but I also can't help but to think of the Westminster, Westminster Catechism that says, What is the chief end of man? Well, the chief end of man is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. And so, uh, talk a little bit more about that. Uh, what does that mean? Or good is His glory? Or maybe even in addition to that, what does it mean to enjoy God? Well, to answer that question, I think, first of all, it's critical to know that true worship, true worship can only happen through the gospel. Uh, the gospel must inform all of our worship. In fact, our worship finds its motive, its motivation, its, its impetive, its drive in the gospel. So, so what we mean by the gospel informing our worship, uh, we, can only, we can only enjoy God as we relate that to the gospel. Well, remember that God created us in, to relate to Him. He made us in the very beginning that we might have a relationship with Him. And that was to worship Him. But we are separated from, from doing that by our sins. Jared just mentioned that. Uh, we deserve punishment for our sins. We have no relationship with God in our sin. But because of God's character, um, He loves us and he provides a way to save us from our sin through Jesus. And that was his plan from all eternity past. So when we taste how sweet it is that God has shown us such, such grace, such mercy and love to save us when we didn't deserve it, we find that he is the answer to our deepest need 
that is to be reconciled to him. And ooh, here we are as, as lost sinners. The Bible talks about being alienated, aliens or enemies against God. And now because of the gospel, the, uh, I love that song. It says, once, once an enemy now seated at his table, Jesus, thank you. So Jesus satisfies. He satisfies that deepest longing in our heart, the longing for peace with God and, and hope for eternity. Before we're saved, we don't even, we don't even recognize that our deepest, need, our deepest need is that. But once God opens our eyes to see it, we realize that he is the only one who can provide what we truly need. You know, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 16, I've memorized that psalm, and uh, the last verse in that psalm, verse 11, says, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. When I read that verse, I smile. I just, just I can't help it. This is a big smile that comes to my face. And that, um, that in your presence, in the presence of God, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are, are pleasures forevermore. And Romans 15, verse 13 reminds us, May the God of hope, hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. These things come because of the gospel. So this is what Jesus means by saying that he, the center, central part of the gospel, he is the bread of life. He is the living water. And he has come so that we may have life and have it to the fullness, have it abundantly. This is so satisfying. Now, this delight in God removes our need to be delighted in, in anything else. Anything, things like being delighted in other people, our need to be delighted in our desires, our jobs, our possessions, or speaking of worship, being delighted in our, our own preferences for music opinions. So we find the answer to our satisfaction, our joy, and our peace in Jesus Christ that is glorifying to God and very good for us. And so we worship. Uh, it certainly is very good for us. Uh, thank you so much for that. Um, it is good for us to, uh, to realize and to, to live out in our lives every single day. And so God's glory is, is certainly why we worship. And God is glorified, one, because he is worthy, two, because he commands it, and three, because he is our highest delight. Amen. Uh, <laughs> amen, in, indeed. Uh, what else happens when we worship for the sake of God's glory and not our own? Uh, when, we, when we worship according to God's glory and not ours, uh, we end up growing in our faith. Uh, we are then discipled in our worship. Um, our worshipful obedience, then it changes us and it shapes us, it molds us according to God's will for us. Uh, when, we, when we offer ourselves to God this way, uh, then, we, then we understand more clearly what He wants for us. Um, I think about Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, 
to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And so, when we remember the gospel, the mercies of God, and we deny ourselves and our sinful pleasures and offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, then we we grow, and as we grow in our obedience and holiness, then that is our spiritual worship according to that verse. And then uh, that helps us to discern what God's will is. It says, by by the renewal of your mind, by testing, you may discern the will of God. And so, uh, that means that when we grow in our worship, then we inevitably grow on mission uh, for God. So, as we as we grow in our worshipful obedience, then we we learn to desire what what God desires, and ultimately, that is for more people to come to know Him. So uh, that that people would then live their lives to the fullest. That they would live their lives to the purpose that they were created for, that more worshipers would fill the earth. Mm. Absolutely. Well, you know, it was also Piper who wrote, missions exist because worship doesn't. Um, well, by doing so, he means that worship is the ultimate purpose of our lives. And so we do missions so that more people would come to know him and to worship him. And so it sort of feels like, at least in this first podcast, we've kind of come full circle. Why do we worship? Well, we worship for the glory of God, because He is worthy, because He commands it, because He is our highest delight. Uh, He desires for us to fill the earth with more people who have been reconciled to Him for His glory and for His worship. Well... That is probably enough for our introduction into worship. Now, I mentioned uh, right up front that this is the first part of a series. And so, Jared, what can people expect to hear in the next podcast on worship? Well, if you notice, we didn't really even talk about church services at all. <laughs> I'm very little about music, even. Yes, you know? <laughs> I'm very upset. <laughs> uh, so, uh, if today was the... The why behind why we worship, uh, then in the future, Lord willing, we'll talk about um, what worship is, how we worship, and then uh, how that even plays out in the local church. And so, this, you know, if if we do four episodes on this, there's just no way to cover everything about worship. So, even even this many episodes, we still won't be able to cover everything, but that's a little bit of a glimpse. I was uh, actually hoping we could cover everything in, in, in 12 minutes on yeah. worship. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> well, well, great. <laughs> we are just about out of time today, um, but I do have one more question. Uh, now, Mike, we, have, uh, we tend to end each podcast with a random question uh, with sort of one caveat, but we rarely... Um, follow that. Um, We don't overthink it. We don't offer clarifying thoughts. We just answer the question and we just sort of see what comes out of our mouths. Is that okay? Shoot. (laughs) All right. So how about we start with Jared, okay? Uh Now, this is the question I know that everybody is is dying to hear the answer to. Hmm. What is something that people would have never guessed about you? Uh... 
Uh, I used to be in a heavy metal band. Mm. There you go. Heavy metal worship. Heavy metal. It was, yeah, lyrically it was very (laughs) God-honoring. Yes. Yes. Uh, You just have to be... uh, you just have to appreciate that kind of music, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Mike, what about you? Also in a heavy metal band? No, no, yes. For what people had never guessed about me, uh, I have 10 toes. Uh, I mean, on one foot? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, when, when, when you asked that question, uh, at the very beginning before we started recording this session, I, I got to thinking, okay, what is it that people wouldn't guess about me? And uh, I'm thinking that most people wouldn't guess that I had I have a pilot's license, and uh, oh, although I haven't cool. used it for several years because of failing eyesight, um, I had some very fond memories of spending some wonderful time in the air uh, flying an airplane. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, for me, uh, which I think is is fitting for our podcast today, um, most people wouldn't uh, guess how how much of my day, particularly at home, is spent singing and dancing. Really? Uh, large portions of my day. Uh, most songs uh, are just, I just come up with uh, in the spot of the moment. Um, some of them have a lot to do, uh, like a good country song about my dog. Um, but yeah, a lot of dancing, <laughs> especially while cooking and a lot of dance, uh, singing along the way. Yeah. That would be a great, great Instagram thing to be posted. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I actually don't have Instagram, so I guess I won't post it then. <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. <laughs> well, gentlemen, uh, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. And, and until next time, Fairview, may we exist to make disciples of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm.